beautiful beings and welcome to another episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am excited to dive into today's topics with just me, your host, Bella Griffin. And thank you from the bottom of my heart, as always, for being here. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, beautiful beings. I am really excited to dive into today's topic because it really resonates and has been on my heart to speak this truth in such a deeper way um, with a little bit more time than I have on an Instagram story or in a caption. Um, I have been this past year doing a lot of work around my womb space and my root chakra and through my journey of getting off of hormonal birth control and starting to connect deeper with my cycles and starting to reclaim this part of my body, I've just reawoken to so many truths and really seen clearly um, how our patriarchal society is very male-dominated. It's it's toxic masculine, and it's very imbalanced. And through, as a result of that, we as women have become a product of our society that forces us to be in these small little boxes of what we should be and how we should act and what we should look like and smell like and be like and all of these things that have to fit in this box of perfection of what our society, you know, expects us to be. And through this journey of, you know, body hair and discussing periods and discussing things that maybe are uncomfortable to discuss with your partner, with your parents or really having these uncomfortable conversations and asking ourselves, why is this conversation uncomfortable? Why is this part of my body hated and just having to, why do I have to hide it and be embarrassed and repulsed by it? Because it's not the truth and and it really is such a beautiful part of ourselves that we deserve, that it is our birthright to learn about our bodies and to reconnect with these this deep inner knowing that is embedded in our DNA. And our root chakra, our womb space is our intuition. That is our truth. That is where our dreams and our manifestations stem from. So when we are disconnected with this part of ourselves, it really starts to show up in the physical you know, through UTIs and yeast infections and PMS and mood disorders and all of these things that they tell us are symptoms of our cycles, but they're really just symptoms of our society and the way that we treat ourselves and the things that we put into our bodies. So I'm going to dive into all of that throughout this episode, just really discussing the tampons that we put into our bodies, all the way down to the conditioning of our society, of how we're conditioned to view our periods, and how we are conditioned to treat our bodies, and all of the things. So thank you for being here. I'm going to get right into it. Start off by reading you guys a short excerpt from the book Pussy by Mama Gina. I will share a link in the description of this podcast for this book because I highly, highly recommend every woman everywhere 
taking the time to read this book. But I wanted to read this excerpt mainly because it discusses the masculine and feminine energies, and I felt that was a good root and foundation for this podcast. So that way we're all aware that when I say you know, masculine or feminine. It doesn't necessarily mean gender. I'm really just um, referring to the energetics that we all, that all reside in us, um, the masculine and the feminine energies. So if you're not familiar, this excerpt will help you understand that a little bit better. Masculine and feminine energetics. The absence of the feminine is the absence of pleasure. It's the absence of listening to our desires, our dreams, our feelings. In short, it's the absence of pussy. The female is the feeling part of us, our deepest intuition, our sense of community and connection. Additionally, it is a sense of spiritual mortality and, con and consciousness. The feminine is life. It may shock you to hear that she does not care about production, accomplishment, domination, assertiveness, or winning. Those are masculine values. On the contrary, she favors enjoyment, inclusion, surrender, and sustainability. The distinctions of masculine and feminine are not exclusively about men and women. They are primal energies possessed by all of us. It's just that all of us, men and women alike, have been indoctrinated to favor the masculine over the feminine for the past few thousand years. As a result, we're not very familiar or comfortable with her ways. So in that short passage, you can kind of understand how the feminine and the masculines can show up in our life. And for me, the masculine shows up a lot in my work drive and in my to-do list and, you know, getting the things done at the end of the day, whereas the feminine is more present and she's more content with just being. And our feminine really allows us to connect deeper with our emotional sense. She really calls out to us to connect deeper with our womb space and with our periods and our moon cycles. So if this is something that this calling to connect deeper with your body, trust it 100%. And this is your sign. You listening to this podcast here and now is your sign to dive deeper into yourself and get to know your bodies in the way that we deserve to. I mean, this is our birthright to understand our own anatomy. And when I refer to the patriarchal society being toxic masculine, I mean that it's very assertive. It's very protective. It's very, this is the way we do it. It's like a structured and ego-driven and always looking for the accomplishments. So to condition women to favor the masculine energy causes an imbalance in our bodies. You know, it's like the scales. So you can imagine two scales, one with feminine energy, one with masculine. And if we're dipping into the masculine way too much, then that causes overdrive and tiredness and drowsy and burnout. Whereas as if we're balanced with the feminine energy, we're not really getting to that point of burnout because we're honoring times of rest and we're honoring times of no to-do list and not having to work and honoring just our bodies and our temples and what they're saying to us and how they're speaking to us. And it shows up externally in our period cramps 
having um, aches and cramps and really feeling like you're not able to do much. But instead, we go back out into the masculine world and we go to school and we go to work on the first day, our most potent day of our cycle, when our body just begs for rest and nourishment and that feminine energy really, really needs your nurturing and loving. And so that's for me where it really started was peeling back those layers of okay, my body is not gross and beginning to reconnect with your blood. And for me, this year was the first time I had ever really seen my blood. And through our blood is a reflection of what's going on internally. And we can really see what's going on and showing up in our womb space through our blood, such as clotting or the texture or the color of it all means something. And unfortunately, we're not taught this in our society or in our school system. I mean, I can vaguely remember the time in around sixth grade when they showed us the informational video of getting your period and becoming a woman. And they would give me a goodie bag with tampons and period pads that were packed with toxic chemicals and bleached. And with no other information, then you're going to get a period and here's what you do. I was completely unaware of how to put a tampon in. It honestly terrified me as a young girl, the thought of having to put something in my yoni. I had never even seen my yoni or been open to even touching it. So the, the idea of putting a tampon down there was absolutely terrifying. Pretty piece of lingerie to make my yoni more pleasing to what the masculine that's not what i'm here to do that's not what we're here to do we're not here just in service of the masculine and to smell good and to look pretty and to be good no we're wild women we we our hair grows on our bodies for a reason we bleed for a reason we so one of the ways that we can begin to restore the balance and begin to heal this connection with our feminine energy is to first peel back the layers of what we were taught is right and wrong. And that's really the the root, the root foundation of it, is starting where we were first told what we should be like, what we should look like, what we should do, and completely erasing all of it and starting with a whole fresh fresh plate like you were just born again and you're in elementary school and you're learning everything for the very first time because the way that we're conditioned is to equate our period or our moon blood as disgusting or repulsive or gross or it's embarrassing and we dread this time of the month because of the way that we have been conditioned to view it. So when we dread our cycles coming and we're like, oh no, not my moon cycle, like we look at it as an inconvenience, our body can feel that. That is also another part of it that I'm going to get into today is just the the toxicness of tampons and why? why? Why are we giving these things and why are men the ones creating these feminine hygiene products you know how do men know what women need or you know i used to see the the tampons that were fragranced and it's like why do we need a scent to cover up our smell and so we're taught from a very young age to sacrifice our truth 
and to, you know, get married and give up our last name and give up that part of our identity and what makes us us. And, you know, we, we sacrifice the, the dreams that we have or the career that we have to build a family and give birth to life. And after we give birth, we're supposed to snap right back into that pretty picture of what we're supposed to be and be a stay-at-home mom and give up our dreams. And our kids grow up, usually the moms will either go back to school or start their business or finally do those things that they wanted to do before they had children, but they were, in a sense, forced to, to give that up and to fulfill this role that a woman should be. A woman should give birth and should be a wife and should be a stay-at-home mom and cook and clean and all of these things that our patriarchal society has paved the path of what a woman should be. But we're all tossing that aside here and saying fuck that because this is the new earth and this is not the way that women are. And we don't have to have children to be a woman and we don't have to have big boobs or have long hair be a certain way to be a woman and we're seeing that more and more today you know i i follow so many inspirational women who are recently have been shaving their head wow what like what an empowerment goddess badass move in my eyes to release the attachment of something that's seen as your femininity you know our hair gives us the look and, you know, we curl it and straighten it and dye it and do all of these things to it to express ourselves and express our femininity. So to shave it and, you know, have a big F you to the patriarchy is just beautiful in my eyes to finally see your beauty as internal and to know that these external things, you know, like our nails getting done and having nice lingerie on and doing our hair up. Yeah, those things feel good. But that's not what defines our beauty. Our beauty is so, so much more than that. Our beauty is in our soul. Our beauty is in the way we speak and communicate and create and conserve ourselves in, in these beautiful divine ways. So I want to talk about what is wrong with tampons. You know, I get this question all the time. Why, why use a menstrual cup? Why use free bleed underwear? Why, why deter from these things that we were raised on? And first of all, tampons and pads are both normally packed with fragrances and they're bleached with artificial chemicals and products that when in contact with your skin all day long can be extremely harmful for your fertility and for your womb health over time. I wanted to make a point that when blood is expelled from the uterus, it does not have a stinky smell unless you're using fragrance products such as tampons or pads. Your normal blood will never smell like anything like pungent or gross or disgusting, kind of like how we're taught to believe. I would say it's more of a copper scent and more of a natural scent when you deter away from these products and start to realize your body's natural smells and state of being is not gross or repulsive really at all. Also, tampons block the flow of both blood and energy. You're inserting something and you're plugging it up. It's like the patriarchy telling us to plug it up, shut up. If there's no blood in sight, then it's fine. We don't want to see it. You know, if I'm sure we can all relate to having blood stains on our pants as a young girl and how terrifying and traumatic that 
experience is of having a drop of blood on your pants, you know, and being made fun of or bullied because of that. Menstruation is a time of release. It's a cleanse that begins a new cycle. It allows us to let go of the things that no longer serve to release the things that no longer serve our body through our blood and rebirth ourselves. So if we block our bodies this time of cleansing and releasing and we, we prevent it from being able to release what no longer serves us, these emotions can get stagnant and cause distress in future cycles. So like I talked about earlier, you know, when we store emotions or we hold on to feelings of resentment or, you know, that feeling of hating our periods and hating this part of ourselves, that shows up in the external. Our periods, our bodies, our wombs feel that energy so so deeply. When we block this part of ourselves and when we plug it up with a tampon with something that's filled with chemicals and artificial ingredients that we're not even aware of what is in our products and we're really doing a great disservice to our body by not even knowing what is going in. So when we are healing and working on healing this feminine part of ourselves and peeling back these layers, it's so so important to go as deep as what am I putting in my body? What am I putting onto my skin? What am I washing myself with when I get into the shower? Because I can remember as a young girl, you know, getting the products like Summer's Eve and those things, those ridiculous products that are fragranced to smell like some artificial bullshit that they tell me that I have to wash my yoni with in order for it to be presentable, in order for it to be loved and for me to be accepted by a partner or in society and these things are not true and so as we peel back these layers you know it can get really really deep into into the healing because there are so many depths of what we've been taught and it can take time it takes time and and practice and dedication to continue to love yourself through those really hard times of like, what the shit was I taught all these years of my life? You know, when you reawaken to your body, it's, it can be shocking. It can be really alarming to, to know that you were this disconnected from your body for this long. And if that's where you're at right now in your journey, know that you are not alone, that we all feel the same way. We've all been conditioned and brainwashed to believe these things about our body and through the love that we have for ourselves and through this deep deep inner calling we can return and we can reclaim this space and start to relearn what is best for my body what feels best what can I do right now in this moment to serve my body in the most delicious juicy ways and that leads me into the next thing that I want to talk about is that pleasure is our birthright, ladies. It is our birthright. And in our society as well, you know, we're conditioned to think that, you know, men masturbate. But if a woman masturbates, eh, it's kind of weird. We don't really talk about those things. And it's kind of like the period conversation, you know. It's just like out of sight, out of mind. And we don't really discuss those topics here because it can be uncomfortable and women don't touch themselves down there and that's weird or gross or this or that. We as women have 8,000 nerve endings on our vulva 
purely for our own radiant pleasure. This is facts, ladies. Pleasure is our birthright. And yes, we have a vaginal open for penetration pleasure, but that is not solely what our vulva's purpose is for. We can experience pleasure in so many ways. This part of our beings is truly for our enjoyment. And unfortunately, we have been triggered and traumatized and had these parts of our bodies sometimes stolen or taken away from us unconsensually. And it is our job to return to this simple truth that this is our birthright. This is my space to reclaim. My vulva, my pussy, my yoni is not a space to hold fear and pain. My yoni is for creativity and to give birth to to creations and not only to life but to things that I love and to start new projects and that is the feminine energy is to embrace pleasure in all areas of our life like taking a deep breath when we're in nature and doing a yoga practice you know that feeling of just ah I'm free I feel confident in my skin and that is our birthright that pleasure and not only in you know, our external, but in our internal world with masturbation and conscious masturbation and um, yoni gazing. And yoni gazing is a practice that I've recently incorporated into my life of looking at your own pussy in the mirror. And that might sound really fucking weird and it might disturb some, but it is the truth because so many of us go our, almost our entire lives without seeing this part of our bodies. How can that be true? How can we go our whole lives without seeing a part of our own sacred temples? I mean, that is just mind-boggling to me. And I was having a conversation with a mother figure in my life a few weeks ago about how she has never experienced or never taken it upon herself to look at this part of herself. You know, we've always, we as women have always gone to gynecologists and we've always had doctors and people in our lives to tell us what's going on down there. And why would we need to look at it? Because they already got it figured out. But I'll tell you why. Because we, how can we allow other people to pleasure us if we don't know how to pleasure ourselves. How do we know what we like in in sex or in a partnership or in life, in our manifestations, in our dreams, if we don't even know ourselves how to pleasure ourselves or how to bring happiness and joy to ourselves when we're alone and when we don't have the external to influence us or have a partner to give us that love and that nurturing energy that we crave. And if we can, on the flip side of that, return the favor and give ourselves that love that we are so desperately longing for. If we can be the own love of our own lives and imagine Cupid shooting his arrow at you for you, you are the love of your life and we deserve to experience this radiant pleasure and embody these parts, these sacred, sacred parts of ourselves that we have been conditioned to be disconnected from.
briefly interrupting this podcast to tell you all about Little Plant Lady's free bleed underwear. These underwear are created with you and the earth in mind, sewn with organic cotton fabric and padded with organic cotton fleece for extra absorption. I have these underwear available in two different flow options, light or heavy, and they are dyed with plants from my very own hands. I pop on here to tell you all about these underwear because I feel it really vibes with this episode and I wanted to offer you all something for being here. When you use code PODCAST, you can receive free shipping on your pairs of free bleed underwear. That's PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at your purchase at littleplantlady.com. And without any more interruptions, let's get back into the episode. We as women most of the time in our world are operating from a huge amount of scarcity and ignorance to our own sensual lives and really our lives overall. I mean, women have been ignored for centuries. We were never a priority. Our hunger was never met. And instead of learning to feed ourselves, we have learned to ignore ourselves and to alter the things that we we don't like. And this comes with a huge price tag of rage paid for by men and women in this world every day. And for the most part, we as women know much more about a man's anatomy than we do our own bodies. Straight women have been have spent way more time handling cock than we spent handling pussy, and that includes our own. And as a result, most of us have been comparing our pussies to penises our whole lives and have found pussy coming up short. We've wondered what's wrong with her, why doesn't she turn on faster or get hard right away like he does, why is she unpredictable and elusive instead of the same every single time. And it turns out that we are right when we come back to this truth of ourselves that she, our pussy, is nothing like a penis, and she plays in a whole nother neighborhood. She plays in a whole nother ball field of pleasure and of love and of what we can explore this parts of ourselves. And I encourage you to, to take that uncomfortable leap, and it may feel uncomfortable, but your comfort zones are there to be pushed you have an inner fire, you're listening to this podcast for a reason because you hear that calling to come home to yourself and dive deeper into these uncomfortable conversations that are really not uncomfortable. It's just the society in us that is breaking that shell of comfortability and building new comfort zones and a new way of believing and of being. Menstruation was not always considered the huge bummer that it is today. As Catherine Blackledge explains, in ancient Egypt, people wore amulets of red stone that symbolized the menstrual blood of of Isis, their most important goddess. The power of her blood was imparted to each person when they wore the red stone. In Calabria, Italy, a woman would save a few drops of her menstrual blood in a small bottle that she carried wherever she went. When she found a husband candidate, she would secretly give him a few drops of her blood in his food and he would be forever bound to her. Sound crazy? What if you were truly that powerful? That was another excerpt from the book Pussy by Mama Gina. And I felt called to read that because, wow, 
how powerful we are. If we look back into thousands and thousands of years ago, our ancestors knew the potency of this blood. We as women would gather together, they would all bleed together, and they would leave their husbands and their children, and they would all come together in a sacred ceremony known as a red tent ceremony. They would gather and bleed onto the earth and support each other through the mood swings and the cycles and the experiences of this. And, you know, we can see that reflection of when you're hanging out like with a sister or with your mom and your cycles will sync up within just a few days of of you guys being together. So we know this inner magic that our bodies have, this this telepathy that they communicate with. And our ancestors knew the potency of this magic. You know, before we had the tampons and the pads, we bled onto the earth. We bled onto cloths that we washed into the ocean and we gave this bloodshed back to the earth. In ancient prophecies, it is said that when we can reconnect ourselves and gift our menstrual blood back to the earth, there will be way less wars and bloodshed. And the reason behind this is because Mother Earth, Mama Gaia, is a living organism that needs nourishment. And so instead of people dying and killing each other in wars, women have the capacity to gift their blood voluntarily and nourish Pachamama. So what better way for us to serve the collective than voluntarily give this blood back to the earth, nourish our earth, and create world peace, really, because we have that power. We have that inner inner knowing of our body. And I believe there's a huge misconception that our blood is waste, or sometimes I'll make posts on Instagram of period blood, and people will be like, I don't understand this. This is like you sharing a picture of your shit. And I want to clear up that communication that our blood is not waste. The only waste our body produces are feces. And period blood is not toxic, it's not harmful, and it's not by any means waste. Menstrual blood contains 50 times more calcium than regular blood in the body. It is rich in most minerals like zinc, copper, magnesium, and active stem cells. And it's not waste. It's actually pure nutrients. And it's actually more similar to breast milk than it would be to comparing it to feces. And I also wanted to touch on the fact that period blood can be used as a fertilizer for your plants. And how I mentioned before, circling back to the conversation of ancient prophecies giving their blood back to the earth, not only is it good energetically, but physically for the plants, it can give those nourishments that your body naturally produces back to the earth. And it is said that the herbs and the vegetables that your body needs the most will grow more depending on codes and the nutrients in your blood. So as you begin to return back to this sacred truth of our bodies are sacred, everything that we do is sacred, you begin to become more in tune with the ways that you can incorporate this this sacred, sacred time of the month into your lives. And it's so, it's such an incredible representation of growth for me personally in my journey um, as a woman who used to dread her time of the month and always see it as an inconvenience. And if a period came, it was great because it meant that I wasn't pregnant, but it wasn't great because it was painful and I dreaded it and I just hate 
hated having that cycle. It has now shifted to me being excited when I get my period because I can use my free bleed underwear and I can drain them into water and water my plants with them and nourish all of my garden as well as nourishing myself and my soul and no longer dreading this part of me and instead accepting this part of me and starting to invest into menstrual cups that feel right for my body. And I will put a few different menstrual cups to look into in the description part of this podcast, but I have been using a Lena cup for the past two years and it has seriously shifted and changed my thoughts completely. Um, now I have shifted more into a space where I I'm not putting anything in my yoni at all, and I'm actually just free bleeding into old towels, old underwear, or my free bleed underwear that I now create on my Little Plant Lady site. So all just a beautiful divine reflection of the work that I've been doing internally has called me to create period products for the Divine Feminine Collective on the external. So it's such a beautiful reflection to be doing that work with Divine Feminine, but I will 100% leave those links in the description part of this podcast. So if you're a woman who's interested in venturing out of tampons and traditional pads, there are other options out there and I am here to help you and to normalize this conversation and to open it up that we are women and hear us roar. We are allowed to talk about our bodies and talk about our blood and we are not ashamed anymore. As women, we have additional senses of rhythm that actually connect us to the cycles of the moon. Own phases and cycles are so divinely reflected in the cycles of the moon and how she goes into a state of full darkness and introspection and she needs no light but her own to continue to thrive and to continue to become full again. And through each phase that we embody throughout our cycles, we embody a an archetype. And in our second episode of this podcast, Jillian goes into the different archetypes that we embody as we go through these cycles. So if that is something that interests you, you can go to our second episode and check out that. Jillian really shares a lot of information and light on getting off of birth control and returning to our sacred cycles and the importance of tracking your cycles with the moon and how that can relate to some internal things going on in your womb space, etc. I want to leave you guys off on this episode with some information about just some things that you can do, you know, as you return to your womb space, as you return to your cycles. I wanted to leave you with some information of some essential oils that you can use to relieve period cramps and relieve some period pain. So the first thing that I wanted to discuss is how the essential oil clary sage is extremely beneficial and it actually balances your hormones. So I use this essential oil on my belly externally around my time of the month, but if my periods start to get super intense, I will take a capsule of clary sage. Um, the company that I work for, doTERRA, actually sells a monthly women's blend that is a roller blend diluted with coconut oil, clary sage, lavender, and a few other oils that has been a miracle worker for my time of the month and my period cramps and pains. I highly recommend looking into that oil and seeing if that's something that would resonate with you. It's also great for yoni massaging. Really, the scent 
of Clary Sage really grounds me and restores that sense of presence. I also wanted to talk about tea tree, and tea tree is a great essential oil to use when clearing negative baggage. And negative baggage can show up in our life as yeast infections or UTIs. Tea tree is great to take internally to prevent or to help heal these things in your body. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a little review. It really helps me spread the word about the information and goddess wisdom that we are sharing here. Thank you for being here and I will see you on the next episode.